the Feast of St. Luke the Evangelist, October 18th, 2020. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father, your blessed Son called Luke the physician to be an evangelist and physician of the soul. Grant that the healing medicine of the gospel and the sacraments may put to flight the diseases of our souls, that with willing hearts we may ever love and serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the Feast of St. Luke the Evangelist is from the book of the prophet Isaiah, the 35th chapter. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For waters shall burst forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of jackals where each lay, there shall be grass with reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there, and a road, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. This is the word of the Lord. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. My heart overflows with a pleasing theme. My tongue is like the pen of a ready scribe. The epistle is from St. Paul's second letter to St. Timothy, the fourth chapter. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and my time of departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that last day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Be diligent to come to me quickly, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica, Crescens for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for ministry. And Tychicus I have sent to Ephesus. Bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas when you come, and the books, especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. May the Lord repay him according to his works. You also must beware of him, for he has greatly resisted our words. At my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. 
may it not be charged against them. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the tenth chapter. After these things, the Lord appointed seventy others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. But whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you, and heal the sick there, and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. This is the gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. O God of God, O Light of Light, O Prince of Peace and King of Kings, 
To you in heaven's glory bright, the song of praise forever rings. To him who sits upon the throne, the Lamb once slain but raised again, be all the glory he has won, all thanks and praise, amen, amen. For deep in prophet's sacred page, and grand in poet's winged word, slowly in type from age to age, the nations saw their coming Lord, till through the deep Judean night rang out the song Good Will Toward Men, Sung once by firstborn sons of light, it echoes now, goodwill, amen. That life of truth, those deeds of love, that death so steeped in hate and scorn, these all are past and now above, he reigns our King, once crowned with thorn. Lift up your heads, O mighty gates, so sang that host beyond our ken. Lift up your heads, your King awaits, we lift them up, Amen, Amen. Then raise to Christ a mighty song, and shout his name, his mercies tell. Sing, heavenly host, your praise prolong, and all on earth your anthems swell. All hail, O Lamb, for sinners slain, forever let the song ascend. Worthy the Lamb enthroned to reign, all glory, power, amen, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. After these things the Lord appointed seventy others also, and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. This is the word of the Lord. St. Luke is not numbered among the twelve, but he is numbered among the seventy, a group of disciples, not apostles, but equally important to the life, work, and growth of the church. St. Luke was a physician, well-educated, of a certain social class, and a beneficiary of patronage, no doubt from the wealthy Greeks who employed him. As a physician, St. Luke cares for the bodies, the humanity, and the personhood of man. 
his gospel reflects his care. For he alone among the evangelists brings such attention to the affleshment of Christ, the Son of Adam, the Son of God, to the interaction of Christ with the lowest of society, and to the miraculous bodily healings performed by Christ. However, St. Luke, like the Twelve and like all the others of the Seventy, leaves his background behind, forsaking all, to become a new man as a disciple of Christ. These men are sent out as ministers of Christ's gospel, sent to bring the touch of Jesus to the hearts, souls, and minds of all people. As slaves of Christ by discipleship, they are fools. For the prophet Isaiah writes, Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. To be a disciple of Christ, a holy one, holy twos, holy twelve, or holy seventy, is to be a fool to the world. The wisdom of the gospel is not the wisdom of the world. And indeed, it is called to preach against the wisdom of the world. The twelve and the seventy become the foundation of the church and her work, a new oasis of Elam amidst the wanderings in the wilderness of sin, where the twelve springs of water and the seventy palm trees now become a new source of spiritual nourishment in the new Moses and in the gospel of his death and resurrection. This oasis on the way is but a source of refreshment for God's people as they journey to a new promised land, one in the flesh and blood of Christ. As a fool on the way, St. Luke is an equal among the seventy, for he is one ordained into the office of the holy ministry and sent out to deliver Christ to the people as a lamb sent among wolves to be devoured. However, St. Luke is also unique among the seventy, as one of only two men from that collective who is also an evangelist. St. Luke, along with St. Mark, are not apostles, but they are evangelists, recording the words and deeds of Christ for the church, that this beautiful bride of Christ might continue to see and to hear her Lord through the inspired efforts of these faithful men even as it is recorded by the hands of men, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All scripture is scripture, but not all scripture is equal. In all scripture the Lord speaks, but in the Holy Gospels, he not only speaks, but he is given, made incarnate in the proclaimed word, made tangible in the vocables, made present 
in his own words and deeds among countless and timeless peoples. The evangelists, and on this day St. Luke in particular, are worthy of all honor from the church for their work. For the Holy Gospels are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. The Holy Gospels are the ultimate fulfillment of Christ's injunction. Heal the sick there and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. In the Holy Gospels, Christ is present physically with his people, in word and in deed, and in all that to which the Gospels point sacramentally. These seventy fools, as St. Luke alone records, are sent out by the Lord two by two before his face. The immediate correlation is obvious. The ark receives her animals two by two. This Holy One, St. Luke, alone records that the Holy Seventy are sent out in pairs before the face of Christ. The physician evangelist concerns himself with the humanity of the world and the desire of the incarnate Christ to bring healing to the body and souls of all lands and all peoples. The Church of God, elect and glorious, that holy ark established by Christ himself, seeks the salvation of all who reside therein. And this ark sends her ordained fools out two by two into the world to gather up her cargo. As they are gathered into the ark in the days of Noah, so now are they sent out in the days of Christ to gather once more. Yet there is a deeper correlation even than the ark. By sending his holy fools out before his face in holy twos, Jesus fulfills the mandate of the Mosaic law. One witness shall not rise against a man concerning any iniquity or any sin that he commits. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, the matter shall be established. This inclusion by St. Luke indicates a desire to connect the content of the Old Testament to the person of Christ, and thus to Christ's holy office. All that is in the Old is revealed and fulfilled in the New. Christ and his gospel are the entirety of the law and the prophets. As these were recorded to point to Christ, so too does St. Luke record in painstaking detail every jot and tittle of Jesus, his holy office, and of his holy church, that the source and content of Scripture and faith might be made incarnate in the hearts of believers. As in days of old, by the joint hands of Moses and Aaron, Joshua and Caleb, two ministers serve the people by delivering the words of the Lord and, when necessary, bearing witness before the Lord of unrepentant iniquity. He who hears you hears me. He who rejects you rejects me. And he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. 
Thus, Christ gives credence and fulfillment to the words of the proverb, A brother aided by a brother is like a city high and secure. The office of the holy ministry is a brotherhood. The pastors of this day may not be sent out two by two, as the twelve or as the seventy, but they are still connected to one another and supported by one another in the preaching of Christ and him crucified. They still perform the task of the twelve and the seventy, and they are still holy fools along the way. St. Luke becomes a brother to St. Paul, a holy one made holy too from the holy seventy. He, among other disciples and assistants of St. Paul, was faithful even amidst suffering. Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica, Crescens for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. To be a fool of Christ is thus to endure sufferings and misfortune, to take up your cross against the love of this present world, rebelling against the spirit of this age, and living not in the works of the flesh, but on the way of the Spirit. It is to be as St. Luke, a man of faith and of understanding, a Christian who clings to flesh and blood, a faithful martyr who suffered all, even death, as a great fool of Christ. And as such, he is also victorious and wise in the cross of Christ. May you too then be strengthened by the words and deeds of Christ recorded by the foolish Holy One, St. Luke. May you be filled with the Spirit and pray for the strength of the office of Christ and its work upon you from the foolish Holy Twos sent out by Christ even now. May your heart burn within you in the presence of your incarnate Lord, who even now appears in your midst in the flesh to bring healing, comfort, and peace as to those foolish Holy Seventy. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God and our Lord Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the Holy Church of God throughout the world, for the faithful proclamation of the gospel of Christ, for the resoluteness of all pastors and bishops and faithfulness to their callings, for steadfast preaching and right administration of the holy sacraments, and for the resilience of faith and of piety, let us pray to the Lord. For all seminaries throughout the world, for all seminarians and for those who desire to enter the office of the holy ministry, for faithful and mighty men of valor to learn and to teach within the church, and for an increase in laborers to send forth into the harvest, let us pray to the Lord. For the defense of the church against all snares, evils, and persecutions, for steadfastness even against the current of the age, for peace and unity within the cloven body, for a healing of all schisms, for right and continued catechesis, for perpetual reformation 
and the constant removal of the unbiblical, unhistoric, and unchristian from the Church. And that the Church would live in a spirit of love and charity, let us pray to the Lord. For our nation and its people, for Donald, our President, Michael, our Governor, and all others who serve to make and administer the laws of this land, for wisdom and integrity, for protection to all who defend this nation, both domestically and overseas, for an end to all unrest, disobedience, and violence, for the reign of truth and justice, for the just punishment of evil, and for repentance and a return to the Lord. Let us pray to the Lord. For the protection of all who are in danger, for all the persecuted and martyred, especially for the Christians of Nigeria, Ethiopia, and China, for the deliverance of all who reside in the path of harm, for all recovering from the effects of natural disaster, and for the defense against all adversities of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. For all in want or in need, for the wayward and the misguided, for the homeless, the unemployed, and the impoverished, for comfort to the distraught, the hopeless, and the depressed, and for the care and preservation of all people in all lands, let us pray to the Lord. For true Christian humility, for good works and hands of mercy, for faithful tithes, alms, and compassion, for the preservation of Christian households, and for an increase in devotion among the saints of God, let us pray to the Lord. For an end to disease and pandemic, for the homebound and infirm, for the sick and distressed, especially Cindy, Gordon, Sandra, Shelley, Cade, Ramona, Courtney, Reggie, Debbie, Roger, Creed, and Katie, for peace and comfort to those near death and for all who mourn, especially the family of Randy. Let us pray to the Lord. We give you thanks, Holy Father, for your holy name, which you have caused to dwell within our hearts, and for the knowledge of faith and immortality that you have made known to us through Jesus, your servant. Remember your church, O Lord, to deliver it from all evil and to make it perfect in your love. From the four winds, gather the church that has been sanctified into your kingdom, which you have prepared for it. For yours is the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.